You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. Okay. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you are. Um, Danny Medor here. I'm going to talk about real estate investment. I know this is on my main page, my personal uh, Facebook page, and we are recording this um, on audio, the screen, Facebook records it anyway. So I'm, uh, I like the fact that you're joining me. If uh, you are here because uh, you know real estate investment is what you're interested in, by all means, please stay. If you are just a random uh, visitor and you're just kind of checking and seeing what's going on on this uh, uh, Facebook page, you're welcome to stay. But I'm telling you, this is uh, go- we're going to talk about real estate investment. So if that's uh, of an interest to you, you're most welcome to to join. This session is going to be is actually for you guys. Uh, my favorite thing is that if we have questions, you can post them about rentals, about flips, you know, uh, other types of investments. Of course, I'll be I'll do my best to answer if I can. Um, so by all means, use this time for your own uh, sake to learn to ask questions. Um, also, I want to, I wanna, um, you know, after doing so many of those sessions, uh, people that I meet, you know, in person come up to me and say, oh, I saw your session on the recording. I saw you here. I saw you there. So for you guys who are actually, I learned that a lot of people are watching the recording and not the live session. For you guys who are watching the recording, by all means, you know, if you have a comment or something you want to uh, ask about, you can post it. I'll try to respond to it, even if you're posting, uh, you know, um, post live event. So no problem. Um, also, I want to mention uh, that uh, every session we are recording here is being, you know, sorry, doing here is being recorded and uploaded to YouTube and uploaded as an audio to um, to the to our podcast channel as well. So we are on. Um, iTunes with Simply Do It and other uh, podcast channel, you are most welcome to to subscribe and you know, you know, um, use that uh, information or uh, benefit from that information on the go. <clears throat> um, and uh, two other things that I wanted to to say before I start talking about uh, t- today's topic is that uh, we have our next month, month and a half uh, speaking schedule set. So I'll be speaking in. Uh, giving live sessions actually in the room, you know, in person in LA. Yeah, I'll put it here. So we're going to be in LA on Tuesday, the 20th of uh, February, in Orange County on Thursday, uh, Orange County, Irvine, in on the 22nd uh, of February, in San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, Tuesday, the 6th of March, and in Sunnyvale. Uh, on the 7th of March, it's a Wednesday. If you are watching this and you're not on our database and you want to get informed about those events, because we usually let, you know, mostly tell, you know, um, um, inform about them through email, please send us an email here or some other mechanism and we'll be, you know, we'll be able to add you to our database uh, so you can get those uh, information in. Good. So remember questions. On the live questions, on the or if you watch the recording, no problem. Feel free to post them, and I'm gonna get started. What I wanted to talk about today is something I see every once in a while when I speak to investors, and they're telling me 
what the reason they they actually invested in a certain area or considered investing in a certain area um, is the fact that someone their friend went and invested there and for me it always struck me as an odd thing to do why would you go and invest in let's say austin texas i'm just gonna pick on austin i have nothing against austin but why would you go to austin texas because your friend may have invested there a year ago maybe even three years ago i mean what's the what's the what's the point why are you doing this in the first place if you're just going to follow someone else you know and you know and go to a Austin or any other market just because someone you know went there. What? They know the agent and that saves you the trouble and for that reason you might as well go and use their agent. For me it always struck me you know as, as a very strange thing someone would go and follow you know not really think through what they need to accomplish, what's their position, what their concerns, what their fears and just going oh everybody's going to Austin I'm gonna to go to Austin. Um, you know, one of the markets I'm hearing about a lot recently, I don't know what happened. Maybe it has to do with the Amazon uh, HQ2 that they're talking about is Atlanta. And I don't know if it has to do with it or not. By the way, everybody that says Atlanta or any other market is a winner, that's completely wrong. Amazon, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, announced the, 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 the 20 finalists shortlist. They haven't decided which one just yet. Uh, a lot of people think Atlanta is, is a really good fit. I agree. I think there's a very good fit as there. But I don't know if that's the case. But I will tell you this. And please forgive me, all my Atlanta friends, my Atlanta colleagues, my Atlanta investors. I'm just going to tell you this, guys. For example, there's a buzz going on about Atlanta, which is fine, right? My investors who are active in Atlanta, most of my investors who are active in Atlanta and myself already are doing the following when it comes to Atlanta. We are pulling out. I am done with Atlanta for rentals, for rentals, right? I, you know, never say never, but I'm done with Atlanta. And you know what? My investors that bought there in recent years are doing exactly the same thing without me telling them. The reason we are, the reasons we are done with Atlanta is because in all my years, right, of operating and investing individually with investors, many years, Atlanta has been the most challenging market for tenants so the you know or, or or altogether issues that we don't see everywhere anywhere else in atlanta you know it's not a bad market but we see many more problems with evictions not paying on time by tenants many more than other markets we see uh theft much more than any other market vandalism much more than any market any other market i as an investor don't like this pattern of, of an area that has so much noise in the system. I'd rather buy a low-income house in Oklahoma City than an upper-middle class in, in Atlanta, as an example. And this is exactly brings me back to the herd mentality, right? Why would I want to follow the herd when the herd, by the way, the herd doesn't necessarily always know what they're doing. They're maybe following someone else and following someone else, right? I have, you know, we've been investing in, in, in Phoenix during the recession, you know, during right after the recession, 2011 and 12, maybe 10, 11 and 12, maybe 13, uh, uh, maybe 13 as well. And in Phoenix, the Metro of Phoenix, we started pulling out when the numbers just didn't make any sense anymore, right? And I know people still ran into Phoenix. So some of them saying, hey, listen, I live in the Bay Area, right? And the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area is so expensive. When I go to Phoenix, 
compared to the Bay Area, the numbers are amazing. And, you, and they're right. But compared to Phoenix in 2013, which is not a bad numbers and bad market, going to Dallas at the time, then, or, or, or Nashville at the time, or Tampa, the numbers were even better, quite much better, you know, numbers being returns in those markets versus Phoenix at the same period of time, right? So my question for you, and I think everybody who's listening to this, you owe it to yourself to really explore which market is the right market for you or Metro to invest in now, not in a year, not a year ago, right now, okay? And if you don't have a clear formula, and I'll share with you my formula, you should put one together, right? You should put one together and follow that. Otherwise, you're just shooting in the dark. You're just doing it because, again, you're following the herd, right? So let me give you a few things. I, I put them in the, in, you know, in the notes here or in the, in the, in the topic. But a couple of things you want to consider when investing, when choosing an area. Number one, right? Number one, first of all, drop all your, you know, all your, uh, um, all your uh, um, preset, you know, uh, uh, you know, preset ideas or, or concept or, or thoughts, right? Again, you come from the Bay Area. The, you know, if you're coming, a lot of the you know, investors we work with are living in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm going to use that as an example. If you come with your San Francisco Bay Area mentality, then to another market, let's say Dallas, well, practically in the San Francisco Bay Area, you're not going to have vacancy, right? There's very little bit, you know, Silicon Valley or, or, or in many parts of, of the Bay Area, you're going to have zero, practically zero vacancy because a lot of demand and relatively low supply. So there's no vacancy in rentals, right? It, you know, someone moves out and in the, in, in the following day, someone moves in, right? When you go out to the rest of the country, which the Bay Area is not representing, you will have vacancy, right? So don't come with your, oh, we don't have vacancy here, right? So it's probably when you, when you see there's vacancy in another market, you're like, oh my God, this is scary. Well, for me, a million dollar, a million, 1.5 you know, million dollar house in Silicon Valley, which is not an expensive house in Silicon Valley, that rents for 5,000, that's scary. A month of vacancy is not scary. That cash flow is scary. That dollar amount, that's scary, at least for me. So look at the, you know, so what you want to see is not follow your, your, your friends and don't come with your preset concepts or ideas. Come with an open mind, an open slate, okay? Um, then choose areas around the country that the metro size, population-wise, are big. There are plenty of them. I like to go to areas that at least 1.5 million people population or just about and above. Anything below that, I consider a small market. I would probably be very cautious. The reason I'm looking at, at that size is because I'm making the assumption that in the near future, 5, 7, 10 years, 15 years, you know, all this period of time that I'm planning to hold my rental property, in this period of time, we're going to have one or two slow you know slow economical periods right hopefully not as big as a crash as the last one but slower you know economical period right so if that's going to happen i want to go to areas that have better chances of going through uh, um you know going through the you know the next recession the, the next slowdown in you know pass through more successfully or being more resilient to it okay Places like Dallas and Houston and Nashville, all of those areas, 
you know, they have stronger chances because of the local economy and others, right? Those are not the only one to sustain or be resilient to a situation like that. By the way, just as an example, during the last downturn, Dallas, as an example, didn't really suffer, you know, locally. They only suffer because the lending was tight, right? So a lot of the banks were more, uh, more, uh, you know, they, they were kind of uh, blocking or, 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 or limiting credit to buy real estate. But the area itself, the price didn't, you know, the market didn't crash. Employed didn't actually employment continued to grow during that time. So that's something you wanna you wanna kind of look into. For me, I rather you know I rather skip or miss on few ROI percentages for the sake of safety. So safety in the investment in the area in the economical base is very important, right? So going to big markets, big metros is important, important very important. Second or next, you wanna go through areas that have. Uh, that are showing growth patterns. And what do we mean by growth patterns? There is a demographic shift and changes in the U.S. happening as we speak, right? We have it on our website. You can go to different websites and, 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 and research that. And what you can primarily see on a state level, a lot of the Midwest and, and parts of the Northeast are shrinking, okay? Not all of them and not every city, not everywhere, but in general pattern. And the South and West are you know either growing or staying stabilized right so you're seeing and this is not just this year this is not just last year or the year before that you know talk about 2017 2018 you can actually go back uh, probably 20 years and it's projected to continue so you want to stay on the growth pattern where the population is growing and because if we're going to hold this property or properties for many years we want to make sure jobs are created People are moving in, buyers are moving here, renters are moving in, you know, our clientele for the house is coming in, we want to be there, right? So you want to have that, you want to be on the, on, the, on, the, on the growth pattern, not on the declining pattern. Many states are declining, right? So that's something to think about. People don't always take that into consideration. I don't know why, but uh, they don't. Um, next thing is when you go to a big metro, you want to choose metros, okay? that have multiple big employers, they are the anchors of the metro, and multiple industries present, okay? For example, as a negative one, um, Las Vegas, for me, was never very appealing because it didn't really qualify that aspect of my formula. Population-wise, it passes, right? But um, multiple industries and multiple you know, uh, big employers present, well, they're all multiple employers. Uh, there's no doubt, but they're one industry. That's a little bit scary for me as a, as a, as a you know as an investor. So for me, Vegas is not is unattractive for that reason. Uh, only for that reason. I don't have any other problem with Vegas except I'm not much of a Vegas guy. But that's I don't care about that. That's not what I feel about an area. I'm you know as an investor, I care about the numbers and the safety, the returns and the safety. Next thing I want to say is states that have good evictions or owner uh, uh, or, or eviction laws that are good for the owner and not good for the tenant, right? This is actually two things. One, as in two things, you know, that are, that are resulting from this point. Number one, when you're in that area and you have to go through an eviction, that means you're probably going to be able to do it quickly, rather quickly. I'm talking about as quickly as 10 days, two weeks, right? 
maybe even a month, you know, you know if you have a little bit more, uh, you know, if the courts are a little bit more busy, busy, right? And cheaply, right? I have had evictions as little as $240 and the one that was uh, probably $675 and the $675 included all the fees, including the sheriff going to the property, including the locksmith replacing the lock, right? So that was really the, 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 whole, the whole package, $675, maybe even not that, just close to that, um, to get everything. So that's not terrible. By the way, I didn't pay for it, right? I had uh, uh, the deposit to cover it. But that, that took not even three weeks, okay, to get, it, to get the tenant out, right? I didn't have a lot of evictions, but I've had evictions. And by the way, if you're in states that are, the laws are favoring the landlord, it not only that it helps you if you get to eviction, but it actually helps you before that because the tenants know the state is landlord friendly and not tenant friendly. And that creates a setting where that creates a setting where the tenants typically won't avoid problems, you know, from, you know, uh, uh, altogether. Right. So the setting helps you without even having to get to the to the eviction. If you're in a state that the tenant knows that, you know, it's an easier for him or her to give you a hard time and maybe fight with you and you are in a disadvantage because the laws are not that favoring you, then guess what? You're already in a disadvantage before you even had to, you know, to go to eviction. Just something to think about, right? So eviction laws, and of course, do the numbers work? And I'll get your question, Guy, in just one second. Do the numbers work? What do I mean by that? Purchase price, rent ratio is a good start. How much can I buy a house? How much can I rent it, right? If I know that in the Bay Area, that percentage is maybe, you know, 1.3% uh, uh, from the purchase price is the rent per month. I'm looking for more like three times that. I want to be in a 1% you know, ballpark. So that means an example, a um, $150,000 home, I want to rent it about $1,500 a month. This is the rule of thumb. Now I will check it more in details per market because not all the markets are, are showing, you know, uh, will deliver the 1%. But I want to be able to, you know, to look at it not just percent-wise, you know, but also what will be the actual cash flow. So I will go through an exercise when I'm entering a new market. I will probably check anywhere from 6 to 15 different properties, different price ranges, different areas to come up with the numbers. By the way, I, you know, with, to see not just what the rent ratio is, but actually how much cash flow I'm getting from the property, okay? And if I'm not hitting this, say, $150, $200 at least, I have a problem with that. That's for me, you know, something, you know, if I'm not at a positive cash flow, even a small one, I have a really a serious problem with that. By the way, about a month and a half, two ago, I did an exercise analyzing Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon is great. I love this area. It has everything I'm talking about in the formula fits the bill, except one. It's a little bit expensive relatively to the San Francisco Bay Area and maybe Seattle is not, but a three to $400,000 home with 20, even 25% down based on my analysis delivers a negative cash flow and not 50 bucks, right? So for me, Portland works on everything except one. The numbers don't work, okay? Or maybe once in a while you're able to, to make, it, make, you know, make it work, but can you consistently continue buying properties in Portland that will provide you know, positive cash flow. My analysis, which was multiple properties, 25% down, 30 years in mortgages, you know, trying to make it happen, multiple areas, not just all in one area. I took, you know, samples 
And if they're all were in negative cash flow, not a bad market at all, just not very good for cash flow. Sorry, maybe two years ago. See, again, going back to the herd, maybe your friends that bought in Portland and were very happy, they bought it for 250 and it's cash flowing. It's now worth, you know, you know, 350 or 395, whatever, and it's cash flowing. Yes, absolutely. But they bought it two years ago. Big, big difference. Don't follow the herd. It's too late, maybe, in, in, you know, to go there right now. Okay, I'll give you another example in a second. Uh, maybe uh, I'll talk about um, Boise, Idaho, but I see a question coming in. So I have a, one question so far from Guy. St. Louis, Missouri. Is that this market growing? I don't know to tell you for sure. I haven't checked. I've checked. I've looked into that. Uh, but it has been a while. Um, St. Louis, Missouri is, you know, I would say it's kind of my watch list, but lower. I have other markets I want to get to before. It's again, this is not you want to, you know, guy, take my formula, check those things. You know, you can, you can, you know, it, it takes some, you know, legwork, but you can do that um, if you want to. It just it requires a little bit of time and see if the market is growing. By the way, state wise, it's not in a growing state. Could be that St. Louis is growing within the state, but state of Missouri is not in a growing state. It's actually, in the, I think, as much as I recall, in, a, in a either stabilized or declining in population state. So you wanna you wanna check into that. I don't know. It's been a while. I don't want to give you an answer without knowing you know the details. I would research those things before making a decision, right? Um, so thank you for the question. Uh, the other market that I wanted to to tell you, uh, as an as, as an example, you know, is Boise, Idaho. Okay. And I have flipped several, you know, few houses, not too many, three or four, maybe five houses in Boise, Idaho. The agent that I have in Boise, Idaho, it's one of my favorite agents I've ever worked with. She's amazing. She's a really superstar, right? She's been flipping houses in Boise for, you know, 15 plus years. But she's always been doing it probably on, on her own, you know, financial ability. One or two properties a year, but constantly and being very successful for maybe 15 plus years. She focuses in three neighborhoods in Boise, right? And they have even funny names. It doesn't matter right now. But when you drive with her through Boise, this is how the, the drive you know, looks like. In those neighborhoods, she knows them so well. She lives in one of them. She knows them three neighborhoods. They're not tiny, but she knows them super well. Like she doesn't need GPS. She doesn't need map, anything. And every other street... She has a story. I sold one here. I bought one here. I flipped one here. Uh, I lived here. I've, my cousin lives here. You know, every other state, she, she has literally, she has something, going, you know, that she was involved with. I've purchased this lot. I helped my builder. That's there. It's amazing, right? And she knows. And then we drive through, okay? And she says, see, I just want to show you. See those two, this duplex here? That's mine. I bought it, you know, a year ago. Say, so how much you paid? At the time, it was like I paid, uh, you know, you know, two fifty. What is your rent? Oh, it's actually renting well. I, I, I rented for at the time. This is uh, probably three years back. I rented, you know, it's rented for seventeen fifty combined, not each side together. So really, okay. And you're happy with it? And she said, yes, I am. So listen, I don't wanna, um, I don't wanna um, really uh, um, discourage you, but. In my world, a two hundred fifty thousand house would, would would be much newer than this one. This is an older house, right? Good area, no doubt about it. But I would probably rent it for twenty five hundred dollars a month or so. 
you know, quite a bit more. It's like, really? But she would never go and do the leap of faith of going to another area because she feels she's a real estate professional. She knows the area. She gets, you know, across opportunities. It makes sense for her to do it. But she was really amazed that how much, much better we're getting, you know, rent in another market. So for me, the numbers didn't work, right? Now, Boise is about 850,000 people population. Metro, you know, I'm thinking I'm maybe giving Boise a little bit more credit. So population doesn't work. Um, rent doesn't work. Prices is, is got to be very expensive in those areas. Not a lot of big employers. So for me, for example, Boise is a cute area. It's a nice to come, maybe to leave, maybe to vacation. Absolutely. But just because I like it, doesn't it doesn't really fit the bill for almost anything on my probably most of the main things on, you know on, on my formula so i would not go and buy rental properties there i would flip there gladly i have i would wish i wish i could continue the numbers just not there but i wouldn't you know i, I don't flip there anymore because of that so i'm just giving you an example you want to use my formula go ahead and use my formula you, if you you're not using it create your own if you're not sure about your formula Create something, call it version A, version B, and refine it. You buy your first one, you stop for a second, maybe a few months after you purchase it, okay, what worked, what didn't work, what do I need to refine, and you move on, right? And you get, you know, I, it took me some, some time to refine my own formula, uh, you know, that's fine, it, it's not something that comes over that, but you know what? My request for you guys, don't follow the herd, the herd being your friends. Just because even if your friend bought a month ago in, in, in Austin, that doesn't mean you need to buy there too, even if it's only been recent, because maybe budget-wise, you know, uh, you're not in the same place. Maybe the concern he has are different than yours and you want to mitigate them differently. Maybe he has another secondary reason, such as I'm traveling to Austin on business every month or so, so it makes sense to me. Maybe you have other reasoning, but just because my friend or my family, or something like, really? Really, is that good enough of a reason for you to make a decision? Don't you owe it to yourself a little bit, to give it, to give it a little bit more thinking and thoughts? At least I would think so, right? So don't be in a herd, I hope you won't be. I hope you come up with a formula one way or another. And most of all, I want you to be successful, okay? That's, the, that's really my message here. I'm not saying anything, if I come harsh, it's only because I think you wanna, you want to kind of open your mind to, to, thinking, to think about things and become successful in your journey. If we're going to be able to be there for you and help you and help, you know, choose a market and where to go and what to do, by all means, I will be very glad to do it. That's our business. That's what I do for a living. But what I'm, the reason I'm doing this is to engage with you, is to share with you, is to help you avoid, you know, doing mistakes and just going and following others because... I don't know because, okay. Um, let me know if you have any 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 questions. By by all means, please post them. I'm gonna say again uh, that uh, while we're posting this, posting. Uh, if you're waiting for your questions, we have a short and simple and quick and you know nice uh, ebook that we uh, you know that's available for free. It's an easy read. We've put a lot of common sense and you know information there. So I just put the link here. You can download it. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, so that's the one thing I wanted to mention. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that we are. I'm going to be speaking live in the room in San Francisco 
and 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 sunny sorry in San Francisco Silicon Valley at the beginning of March and in Orange County NLA towards the end of February if you are not on our mailing list and want to be informed about the details please send me a, a, a you know a comment send me a message a private message uh, somehow get in touch with us so we can add you to our email list and you can uh, participate when I go out and speak I don't do it as much as I used to do in the past. We're talking about easily an hour, an hour and a half plus questions of session, and I teach. So this is my style. I don't go out there with a sales pitch. I really teach, explain. I go into much more details about everything that I just explained now, many, you know, much more. Um, I'll wait another 20, 30 seconds, see if there are any questions coming in. And... If they're not, I want to thank those. I want to thank Guy who asked a question. Guy, thank you very much. I know I'll owe you an answer on a personal level, so I will get to that. Just haven't had a chance. Thank you for uh, taking the time. I know it's late where you are, so I really appreciate uh, all of you guys who are. I see some of the names that are based in Israel. Thank you guys. Friday night, um, taking your time from your maybe family or or uh, your own Friday night, relaxing and, you know, spending it here. By the way, you know, along those lines, if you would, uh, if you think that a better time, uh, you know, a different time of the week is better uh, than Friday morning and you want me to take a note of that, by all, just say so. And Danny, we would love to do it Saturday. You know, remember, I'm Pacific time, so we would love to do it Saturday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, whatever. So... Feedback is appreciated. If there is a topic you want me to talk about in the future um, that I feel comfortable talking about, also use the comments. I'll be uh, happy to consider it for sure. Excellent. So no additional questions are coming. I'll use this opportunity, you know, 30 minutes. I think that's plenty. I hope you benefited from today. We talked about the formula to decide where to invest, not what to buy, but which market, how to choose an area to invest in. Uh, the formula, you know, I'm using the formula most people do not have. That's what we talked about. Um, I want to thank you very much for taking the time from your evening, your afternoon, your morning. I really appreciate it. Have a terrific weekend. Uh, and I hope to see you at either one of our events or, you know, get in touch with us for a one-on-one -on -one session. Whatever works for you, that's fine. And the most important thing, be safe with your investment and be successful. Have a terrific weekend, everyone. Bye-bye. Congratulations. You're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny Bateor. To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.